Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 150. Maniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. My apologies if I'm sounding a little nasally. I'm just getting over a cold. I feel like I've been sick like the entire month of September. I also just don't know how to rest and just do nothing, so it's not how my life works. <laughs> but today here on the Adamantium Podcast, we're here to celebrate 150 episodes. Crazy to think that we would have had this many guests, this many opportunities Back in 2017, when I was creating this podcast, from a personal standpoint, it's crazy to think I've got to sit in a room with people that I looked up to for years and years and listened to since I was, you know, a young teenager. And I want to take a moment to thank you guys, the listeners. You guys are the most important for keeping us, keeping us going, keeping us relevant. Thank you for taking a moment out of your lives to listen to our conversations. And I will keep doing my very best to keep bringing you exciting and informative podcasts. And of course, I hope that you continue to enjoy them and continue to tune in. So thank you guys very, very, very much. And today's episode, for the 150th episode, we've got an awesome band, a band that I got very into in my university years, represented in this episode by frontman, lead singer, and lead guitarist Joel O'Keefe of the Australian hard rock band Airborne right here on the Adamantium podcast. And Joel has some of the best rock and roll stories I've heard on this podcast, including an amazing story about working with Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead, the legend himself. So don't miss this episode. Before we get into the interview, we're going to quickly do the Adamantium recommend segment. So here are five of my favorite Airborne songs that you could listen to on YouTube or your favorite streaming service before or after the interview. Today I'm going to do it a little different. I'm going to start from the beginning with the song that introduced me to Airborne. The song is called Run and Wild and is from the album of the same name. The second song I'm going to recommend is also from that album. It's called Too Much, Too Young, Too Fast. And then from their second album, No Guts, No Glory, I'm going to recommend the song Blonde, Bad, and Beautiful. And then from their third album, Black Dog Barking, I'm going to recommend the song Live It Up. And then lastly, I'm going to recommend the song Breaking Out of Hell from their fourth album of the same name, Breaking Out of Hell. And that's it. So if you're not a fan of Airborne already, that's a great place to start. If you're an Airborne fan that is maybe tuning in for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for checking us out. There are a lot of amazing rock bands on this podcast, so hopefully you will tune in again someday. And the easiest way to do that is by hitting that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching The Adamantium Podcast. And that's all I have to say for today. I really want you to hear these amazing stories from Joel O'Keefe of Airborne. So let's get into today's interview. This is episode number 150 of The Adamantium Podcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Here's to another 150 episodes to come. Have a great week, everyone. God bless, and we'll see you back here again real soon. Let's start with, I mean, the last time you were in 
Toronto was almost six years Fuck. to date. Yeah, long time ago. Long time ago. So I, I, I didn't get that. Oh, my watch thinks I'm talking to it. That's to make sure that's a series in here too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it she's she's going to answer the she, questions yeah. for you. <laughs> that, that's what it's I like. know what Being, I mean. when you're when you're when you've been doing this long enough, and you just hire other people to answer the that's questions. That's it. As you get I know that. Out. I know that one, Joel. I'll yeah. answer for you. <laughs> so yeah, that was the breaking out of hell tour. So I guess you guys never really got to to tour for Bone Shaker. No, well, it was booked, but then um, the pandemic and all that sort of thing happened. So it was booked. I think we were supposed to be here in 2019. Right. Because that, that album came out at the end end of 2019, I believe. So then, yeah, so yeah. Have, I guess the tour would have been booked for did. sure. Yeah. We would have been here in 2020. Right. That's right. We were going to be here in 2020. So we would have been here in four years since we would have been here. So, I mean, obviously not the best timing for you guys having not just anyone. put out an album. Yeah, not anybody, yeah. but just having put out an album and about to go on tour. What did you guys in that time what did you guys well it wasn't a very good album so we kind of got away with it (laughs) (laughs) if we're going to be honest which I I find these days instead of just being the usual oh it's a great album I'm so proud of it you know it's made artistic integrity right or something like that I just go look it's not our best work and it just but look at the time I wonder if Axl Rose ever says that (laughs) I wonder I wonder if he does I wonder if he I wonder if he confronts that the album he worked on for 20 years (laughs) yep Um, yep but so in that in that time then did you guys decide you know let's let's start working on the next one or what was your yeah so plan? in the pandemic do you mean or, yeah yeah or it's like you know in that two year period what what was airborne well so it sort of started out because we were doing the bone shaker tour and it was going really really well mm-hmm. and um a couple of songs off the record we were playing live were going well live so mm-hmm. it's not all bad but it, the tour was going great and it was really stepping up. We had Iron Maiden booked mm-hmm. and we were going into all of these places with them for the first time. So it was looking really exciting. And then, so the first one, remember they cancelled everything, you know, yeah. everything was shut down. But then they said, we'll do it in 2021. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess we'll wait because this tour is too important to go into like album mode. Right. So we were like, oh, we'll hold out, keep sort of just keeping your fingers good on the guitar. And But over the time, you know, came up with a lot of riffs and things like that. Right. So like, oh, I've got to think about the next record anyway. Or you always just, you don't even think that. It's just, you just keep stuff. You yeah. just you just play stuff and go, oh, that's cool. I'll put that up, down on my phone, record it or whatever. And then the next tour comes around and then they go, well, I've got to pull that one too. And that was kind of more last minute. Yeah. And then, like, fuck. And then Russia, and then it was next thing. And then it was, we're back out here and Russia's invading the Ukraine. It's like, God. Like, it's just nonstop. But this, this tour did happen and we did do it. But the first show was literally in Kiev, Ukraine, with Iron Maiden. That really? was the first yeah. show of the tour. And then the second one was in Moscow with Russia. Recently? Yeah, as they went to war. Wow, that jeez. Was like, we, we well, saw, hold on, so what, what was that like? Well, so we weren't, we had to cancel our shows, we couldn't yeah. go there, but so we were watching from Australia and watching CNN, and we saw people leaving the Ukraine, and you could see on the overpass, like they're showing like all the traffic leaving. Yeah. And then it had like the huge billboard, Iron Maiden and Airborne. Oh. And we're like, wow, we were going to be there. Like, yeah. like at it, that time. Yeah, so I hope we and can... I go. thought you meant, really, like, is anybody, even at this point, still playing in Russia or Ukraine? Nah, yet? No, no, no one's... Yet, the, like, everyone's... No one's... Not even... I think, like... I saw, like, Bono was playing in, like, a bunker somewhere. Just, yeah, for, like... Wow. Uh, yeah, like, I guess there was some 
like refugees there. Bono in the bunker. Showed up in a bunker. Yeah. Bono in the bunker. Yeah. Bono and Bono and the Edge. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. um. Yeah. Look, I mean, hopefully we can get back to yeah. play for them because the the people don't want the war. Well, no, they just wanted the rock. So yeah. like, and it'd be great if we can go back. But as far as we know, that like that's places the places where we're going to be playing. Like I don't know if they've been bombed out or right. what. They, they still exist. They yeah. exist, but the people are there, so we want to go play for them. But um, so that was that. So we didn't we didn't we decided not to do a record yeah. in the pandemic because those two things were there. And the second thing was. It was so depressing being in Australia from locked away from the rest of the world. So you were in Australia, you yeah. were in the States. No, no, yeah. we 264 days in lockdown in Melbourne. And no one was in or out, I remember. No, nah, it was just like they put this ring of steel around Melbourne. Yeah. And then inside there you had a five kilometre to one kilometre. I think I might have got to one kilometre at one stage for a short period of time, but it's normally just five kilometres and you couldn't leave that. Really? It to stay within that. So... And how did like do they do they actually monitor it or like yeah they had something in your phone yeah, or something no they had, they had um they didn't get they got everyone to download an app but a lot of people didn't download it because right. they were like they're going to track us with this this yeah. is stupid I want to take my dog for a walk fuck's sake yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> but they had police around a lot they even had I would see from where we were in Clifton Hill you could see uh, uh, drones yeah like drones would would like really? flying around and doing stuff like that wow. And um, because I, I remember looking at it one day and it was like this red light, and I thought it was someone that had a drone. Yeah. And I was like, who's this fucking guy with a drone? Like, you can't fly that. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And it was always there, same time of day, always moving around, mm. checking the highway, coming back, doing yeah, this, yeah. and then it's like, oh, it's a fucking cop drone. Yeah. And then um, we found out they were doing that, and the police had bought more helicopters. Yeah. To fly around, and um, yeah, like it was at eight p.m. Cure. Uh, curfew. curfew Couldn't yeah. go Isn't it weird to think back to that it's now? Too, even like it's only been two years but yeah. or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. I remember I, at that point I was like I was going out for jogs every night just to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point our uh, premier of Ontario was like, we don't even encourage, you know, going out to run because you might spit and then someone might step in your spit. Yeah. And they were like now thinking back, that's so ridiculous, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a strange, strange time. Yeah, it was really something like that yeah. with, with those kind of things. In Australia, I heard New Zealand too, like in those places. New Zealand, yeah. Locked down, wow. And so, like, you're not going to write. It's just writing rock and roll songs. Was, How's that? What's motivating you? Yeah, exactly. To, and then we we just said, look, we want to see a crowd again. We want to play to a mm-hmm. crowd before we can, we can even get that feeling. We want right. right from those, that's where we've always done it, is you play a show and you go, that feels get great. Motivated, and, yeah. and you get the, get the idea from that and the, all the feeling from that to, to rock and then that's when the songs the songs come from yeah. live shows. So we waited and that's what we did, but now we're, we're looking to do a new one. Uh, the, the next record, the record we're going to do, it's going to be we're going to start probably at the end of this year. Start okay. with the recording, but it'll be pre-production, writing and everything. Right. Getting it going. And do you have any, is there any songs yet? Do you have kind of... Not songs. There's or... just a lot of bones. <coughs> a lot right. of bones. It's, it looks like, it looks like Jurassic Park or something. With uh, it. Yeah. Bones everywhere. They've got to go put it all together. Yeah, yeah. So have you done, do, have you done any shows yet with Maiden this year? Uh, yeah. You yeah. did have to do a couple. Yeah, yeah. no, we so. did... 15 or 16. Well, because I know with Maiden 2, they don't always kind of take one band for mm-hmm. the whole tour. It's kind of like this area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, they're playing here next month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, within Temptation. Yes. Yeah. Correct. They did some of the shows in Europe as well. Yeah. Um, we did all Europe with them. And we would. Uh, so that must, was that the first kind of back out at it? Yeah. No, the first one back was 
we did rock and ring and rock and park. Right. The German it's ones. like going from like zero to a hundred. Majorly <laughs> zero to like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like a hell fest. Like the capacity there was, yeah. it was over the weekend. I don't know. I think it was like 600,000 over yeah. the, over the time. Um, so it's like I've seen five people in the last two years and now here's yeah. 600,000 exactly weekend. like that yeah. exactly like that yeah. you know you not played a show yeah. in this long and then all of a sudden it's like you're supporting Guns N' Roses in front of right. 100,000 people so like, did, did you have like did it feel like having nerves like kind of like the first time like going back it did it did I guess learn anything? it did feel a bit like that but once you're on stage it sort of just came back right okay and all that you know just seeing seeing the crowd mm-hmm. is, like gives you the strength yeah. If they're rocking and you've got them, then it's just, yeah. you can do it. But yeah. I'm going to come back to Iron Maiden in a bit, but we mentioned uh, maybe a new album. The last album you worked on with, with Dave Cobb, uh-huh. who, uh, amazing producer, who's, yeah. but what's interesting about that is Dave Cobb's kind of known for mostly producing like country, southern style yeah. music. I'm just curious what attracted you to Dave to, to work on the record. Well, he loves rock and roll. Okay. You know, like he, he, it's his thing. He's, like even he said, he was in the studio and he was saying like, you know, I love rock and roll. I mean, I do all this country stuff now, but you know, I love that too. But I, what I really love is rock and roll. I grew mm-hmm. up Listen. listening to rock and roll. Like the, the ACDC albums that you were, like I was learning the same riffs that you were learning at the, yeah. you know, in, on guitar. At, you're in, he was in, uh, I think he's from Savannah or somewhere or Havana. Or, I, I'm getting that wrong, but some part of South America where he's from and he's saying I grew up this is what I wanted to do is play guitar and play rock and roll yeah. and so and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that so but no he's he's rock and roll at heart and I think that's probably maybe brings a bit of that to his to his country because he always gets guitars sounding really good mm-hmm. and things like that um, and drums and he loves to record loves to record it in the most organic way possible like when we got there he had it set up in a way that Led Zeppelin had recorded Led Zeppelin 3 or okay, four or something yeah. it's like he researched it oh really this is where the drums was this is where this was this is where yeah. this and this is how we're going to do it so we, we had a go at it like that it was fun and he um, he's uh, he's a historian as well yeah so he like where he is with um, at RCA Studios next door is the original RCA Studios where I think some of the new Elvis film was shot because that's where Elvis recorded okay um, and he was consulted on all of that I think he was involved in the music for the new Elvis film, and like he movie, did, yeah. like Star is Born with right. Gaga yes. and all that sort of stuff, um, and which is some mega songs on that one with Bradley Cooper, like yeah, it's, it stuff. was like it was for the movie, like the movie soundtrack was yeah. like one of the best selling albums. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of what Cobb does, you know. Like yeah, he, and he he can really bring people together. Yeah, well, like, the music, and I don't know if you've seen the new Elvis film. The music no, is fantastic. I've got to, I haven't seen it yet, so I've got to go. It's one of my biggest, like, I always tried to get into Elvis because I like the songs, but I always found the recordings are so old, and so, and then, like, for the movie, they really kind of modernized it. And yeah, cool. It sounds really cool, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what he does, like, he's, and he's very, very busy, you know, he's yeah. always, he's always doing something, um, but he's just a great down-to-earth dude as well. Yeah, very cool. Um, one thing I found interesting too, especially now that you've just said you weren't the biggest fan of the last album, but just recently in the last few months, you guys put out a video for Burn Out the Nitro, Yep. which what made you kind of two and a half years later, uh, kind of advance with that song at this time? Um, well, we shot the video two and a half years ago. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> so the video was there. So how come you didn't put it out, you know, um, maybe at some point during the pandemic? And uh, we just said, people? look. We wanted to go when we're going on tour. Okay. Yeah. Look, we're just sort of stubborn in a way. We were like, it's kind of like a pre. Just be- yeah. Well, just because there's a COVID pandemic, mm-hmm. just because that is what the world's going through, 
Airborne doesn't need to know, but we're not going to go right. through that. We're not even going to bend for that. We don't yeah. compromise for, for anything. Mm -hmm. Unless we agree on some part of it, then we mm -hmm. can negotiate the idea of something where it's like, you know, whatever it is, we're, we're, whatever the thing is. But like COVID, we just said, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck that thing. We're not even going to, we're not going to negotiate with COVID. Yeah. And put this sort of half, put it half assed out. Because a lot oh, of bands yeah. put records out during it and they just went, fell into nothing yeah it's like all this you put a lot into it that's record, fair yeah you know you put a lot into it and then it doesn't get them doesn't get the support or the marketing to get it out there mm -hmm. and you don't reach the people you that you're wanting to reach mm -hmm. and that are needing you to reach them and the whole point is that you tour the record that you come through their town yeah it's exciting i remember when i was a kid like i'd get a record whether it's say it's an acdc record and i listen to the songs go right they're coming through you know when they 96 they'll be touring through i'll be going to the show yeah it, to me, that's the full circle of when you get the record to seeing the band live it, and yes. seeing the songs live. It's this magic moment where the record's magic. You put it on, you listen to it, but then it's when you see them live, like, oh. It's because all of those little things that you've been listening to in that song, they come to life. Yeah. The little things that you love. And we're like, we're not going to take that away from people because it's some fucking stupid yeah. fucking thing. Like, yeah. we're not. So uh, that was our attitude towards it. It was just, a, it's a very stubborn way, but that's kind of, what we do makes sense yeah. yeah no i agree uh now you guys are coming up to to i mean i think if, since officially the band was airborne coming up to 20 years yeah uh i think next year do you guys have any plans for any kind of 20th anniversary oh, or yeah. like any kind of anniversary it's tour? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean um uh yeah i'm not sure what we'll do mm. Um, now maybe I just put the idea. Yeah, yeah, the twenty years, twentieth anniversary. Does it seem weird to think? It of does it? seem fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Well, the first, the first airborne song I ever heard was was Running Wild. Okay, I like probably like most a lot of people. Yep, that's um, two thousand six. Yeah, around six. Seven in Australia and then eight. Maybe in here, yes, because I was I was in university when it came out. Wow. And yeah, which was I was just out of uni. Yeah, ah, so you might, you're probably just a few years older than I am. Yeah, I'm uh, eighty-eight. I'm eighty-six. Oh wait, eighty-two. Yep. <laughs> uh, one of them. <laughs> yeah, so a few years. Yeah, so I was in. I remember university when that song came out. So I mean, you're same guy. You only love rock and roll. Grew up yep. in rock and roll. That video was one of the with, with Lemmy. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the most badass rock and roll yeah. videos. I think. Especially at a time where there wasn't a lot of rock and roll. I mean, ACDC, I remember, did come yeah. out with that album around that time, too. But there wasn't a lot. And that was, like, one of the most badass rock and roll videos. And for the listeners, like, in the back of, like, a runaway truck, yeah. you guys are just jamming out. Yeah. And Lemmy's driving the truck, yeah. running from it's, the police. Today, it's, it's even today, it's, still, it's the best video we've ever done. And it's, yeah. it's just, we haven't, looked, we haven't looked at that enough to go... We we, we got to we got to do this shit again. What what were we on at the time to make that happen? Yeah, you know, and um and the thing was is that all we didn't do a whole lot. We just mm. asked the question, and yeah. Lemmy was the, the the driving force behind that entire thing. Really, it was just he just all he had to do was say yes. Yeah, and you watch the video. We don't really matter that much. It's him driving the truck. Yeah, and then it's like it's him introducing us to the world. Pretty much, yeah. That's... You know what I mean? And it's it, and that's. That's how great a guy he is was. Yeah. Either way you want to look at it, he's still like his 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 influence and his and his um you know his his rock and roll that he brought to the world is still ringing mm -hmm. ears today. Yeah. He's listened to Motorhead all the time and, and and you know and and those kind of things. But had he not said yes, 
Yeah. I don't know like what happened with our band. We wouldn't have had him driving the. Tr- yeah. You know, he wouldn't be driving the truck. This, you know, we wouldn't have been. People wouldn't have been going. Holy fuck! It's Lemmy. Who's this band? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like, uh, it's not the other way around. It's like, is Lemmy cool as fuck? Yeah. Who's this band? Oh yeah, this song sounds okay. Oh, yeah, and it I think the right, combination you know? too. Then not only is like Lemmy's driving this truck and this band is yeah. playing the shit and that's out all of the song yeah. in the back of the truck yeah. while it's moving. Yeah, and it's all really rock and roll, like, you know. Yeah. And that's what he's about. Like it's not something contrived. It's yeah. just all honest. And I still. Did you guys always have the idea of having Lemmy be the guy driving the yeah, truck? Yeah. Have or? you seen a movie? It's called Con Air with with yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. You know, there's at the end of that movie, there's a guy that wears an army helmet on, and he kind of looks like Lemmy. Okay. And he's driving the truck. Okay. And we had this idea of playing in a truck and and having a guy that looked like that. Yeah. So we said, can we contact the guy from, um, you know, from the Nicholas Cage movie? He drove the truck for yeah. like thirty seconds one of the baddies at the end of the film before the thing blows up or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and, because they said, oh, what do you want this random obscure actor? Go see if we can find him. And they're, and yeah. they're trying to find him. They couldn't find him. They said, well, why did you want him in the first place? Like, he's disappeared. And like, yeah. Well, does he look like Lemmy? You go, why don't we go ask Lemmy? He's probably down at the rainbow. Because, like, we didn't think that. It was Capitol yeah. Records. And we're like, um, Capitol Records is just up the road. Oh, okay. And then we're like, oh, you can do that? They go, yeah. <laughs> It's 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 LA. He'll be there, and we're like, really, like Lemmy, like the Lemmy, God, you know? Yeah, yeah you can it. go ask God to do this, and then they're like, yeah, sure, I'm sure. Like, you know, all you can do is say no, right? Like, it's, yeah, he's probably just down there right now. Yeah, and then they just like phoned back not long after and just said, yeah, he's, he's totally into it. He just wants um, he wants a limo to pick him up. He's got a very important date. He's got a hot girl coming in. Okay, Miss uh, Universe from some country. Amazing. And, and then we're like, <laughs> As he, you do, he, he wants you're... to impress him when he comes back after he's done the the thing. You know, he wants to impress her. It's like, well, for, for sure. Yeah. And then he said, all he wants is two bottles of Jack, two bottles, two two liters of Coca Cola or whatever it was, a big bucket of ice, and two packets of salt, million chips, and he'll do it. And he said, just want to pay? No, no, no. He just that's all. That was it. No pay. Okay. Just yeah. yeah. And I'll never forget it. He got out of the. He, he was. He um he pull, pulls up in the limo. He's there for ages, and we hear like ZZ Top coming out, and the window was down just a bit, and every now and then the hand would come out and ash onto the road. While we were shooting stuff, we we're like, oh, fuck, Lemmy's in the limo, Lemmy's in the limo. Oh my yeah. God, he's here! Like it was so surreal. Yeah. And then um and then uh, he goes, the window comes down, and because the, the camera cameraman goes, all right, we've got to change lenses because it was all shot in the film. We've got to change the film canisters out and do this whole thing. There's yeah. hair on the lens, so there's a whole fucking there's old school filming. Yeah. yeah. So they're like change it all out because um, that was another thing we stipulated. If we're not shooting on the red camera, we're not doing digital. It's got to be on film. Lemmy. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that, that Lemmy's? Sti- or no, you guys no, no. That was, that that was just we were just okay. day one. Just that's yeah. how we're doing it. And um, and then he uh, the window comes down. He goes, "Hey boys, come over here." I'm going. Oh. Oh, mystical monster, nice yeah. nature, shaking through the window. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shaking hands. It was come inside, and so, and then we came inside the limo, and he's we all lined up and sat there, and and we had um you know drank jacks and cokes with him. I'm, I'm 81. He yeah. used to be a bartender, and there was no ice thing. I was like, what do I use my hand? And it's like looking at me, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> and there it is. And he goes, how's that taste? He goes, it's perfect. And then I good, I made it right. It's like half half jack, so ice half jack, and then a bit of coke on top. Um, and then uh, and then it was just listen to ZZ Top he played some new Motorhead demos okay and then he told us like all these you know a lot of tour story advice 
okay. of what it means to be in a band and really? how to go forward. And really, it was like, you know, when a tradesman yeah. works uh, with an apprentice? Yeah. We felt like apprentices yeah. and he was giving us... Do you remember any of the tidbits that he told Yeah, you? like the tools like the tools of the job. He goes, don't worry about wives or girlfriends yet. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, because they're only going to slow you down. It's going to yeah. distract you. And don't worry about fucking record labels. I've been through all of them. Yeah. They don't mean anything. All that matters is your band and your music. And that's all it is. And like in those kind of things, and there's nothing better than seeing the sun come up when you've been touring over the dashboard. And right. Little images like that. Yeah. And um, and he just said, always believe in yourselves. Like, don't yeah. fucking, you know, Listen don't bend you. anyone. Fuck everyone else. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, it was really good. It really, really um, inspiring and and uh, and uplifting. Yeah. And he like gives you the power to do what to do to what you do to believe in yourselves, which yeah. is an important thing when you're in a band that's playing rock and roll in the 21st century when it's right. rock and roll is not popular. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're a brand new band. Yeah. To have. Uh, yeah. Literally, like you said, to have God be like. Yes. Here's a new band. Yeah. Like, here's a great new band. Yep. Yeah. And then after we get out of the limo. So we go out there and they're ready for Lemmy's scene. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So we we go off to to go wait and then um and then to do something. I can't remember to do to change the scene because we're doing the truck stuff now. Yeah. And then so he comes out, he gets changed, and he comes out and he's wearing double denim. He's got his glasses on. He's wearing anything wearing the clip and he goes, hey, what, what do you think? Is this boys? Is this all right, boys? Yeah. Uh, we're like, fuck, you kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's Lemmy, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't sure about these patches or this jacket. Should I go the black jacket or the blue jacket? And I was like, dude, it looks great. Yeah. I can't even believe, like, he actually you're asking my opinion. Yeah. Um, you're Lemmy, you look fucking... Yeah, yeah. tell yeah. me what looks cool. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, I used to, you know, like, it's, it's, it's the best, it's the, I can't, yeah. I can't picture any better moment in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, and so then he gets in the truck and he does his thing, and it was just magic. Like, he's a pro. Like, he did, didn't even do that many takes. The director was just like... Holy fuck! Yeah, one take, looking around the cab yeah. doing this, you know, and then um, and then later on afterwards, we shot all night until about six or seven in the morning. Went back to the Highland Gardens Hotel. I think yeah, might have had a quick nap and then went down the Rainbow and he was still there. And wow. we just said thanks for doing it, you know, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And saw the girl who was with him like I could see why you wanted the limo. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, she was she was pretty hot and um, it was great. Yeah, wow, that's a great that is. Oh. One of the best stories I think I've ever heard of yeah. this podcast. Yeah, That's good. unreal. Um, and then I think you guys got to tour with him too, didn't you, eventually? or We did. No, we did three, two or three tours. Uh, we did, yeah, we, we did through we did through Europe a couple of times, a couple of European tours, and we did a lot of festival shows together. Yeah. A lot of festivals. I mean, that was one of my questions that was coming up. And Australia, too. we toured Australia with him. Right. That, I mean, that was one of my questions, you know, having spoke Iron Maiden and Motorhead, Motley Crue, I think you guys toured like this is even like when you guys were first coming up. You yep. guys got to tour with these, and, like, and that's I mean that Lemmy story right there is a pinch me moment. What yep. for you were some of those pinch me moments early on? Well, yeah, I mean supporting Jews Priest for the first time. Right. That was uh, that like just driving up and seeing all their leathers. Look, it was it was like a really hot day, and we were in the middle of. It was like you know, there's a town up there called uh, Saguenay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So imagine a place like Saguenay, but it's in Sweden. It was Sweden or Switzerland. It was a really hot summer. And yeah. It was um, very humid, and we're driving in, and there's just these flower fields, and you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. The festival looked like it was a big, giant, epic, like arena-sized barn. Yeah. Like it just looked like that. Wow. Um, so I don't know what what it was initially supposed to be during the day, but it was very, very old school. Lots of old woodwork and stuff. We're driving in, and then on the barbed wire fence, you know, of the venue, 
all of their leathers were hanging up. Yeah. Like Rob's leathers, you know, everyone's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tipton, you know, and all all of their stage clothes is hanging on the fence, like just really old school. Yeah. Like we're gonna dry this shit yeah. out, <laughs> and the sun's gonna burn the le- like get the leather, all the yeah. you know, the sweat bacteria and everything. And there were fans crawling up to touch the leathers. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I wouldn't be touching that. That's never been washed in this yeah. time. But like they were obsessed over that. So just even seeing that though. As you're driving, going, holy right. fuck, that's like, that's their leather. That's the Judas yeah. Priest leathers on the fence. Yeah. And so what are we in for, you know? And then you, we go into the venue. How do we get here? Yeah, how do we get oh, yeah. here? You know, <laughs> we're going to walk in and then the, the people who wear those leathers are going to be in that in the venue. Yeah. Walking around and catering. And then there they were. Like, it was yeah. just like surreal. Like, you're walking around with Rob Halford. Like, uh, you know. And, um, and just, but what we found was all of the pinch me sort of moments where, like, with Alice Cooper or with Motley Crue and... Mm. Uh, particularly Vince Neil with Motley Crue, he's, very, he's actually really down to earth. But like some of them were, um, uh, loves a cheeseburger. It was, yeah. We were leaving the venue. And it was, uh, you can see that yeah, now, it, unfortunately. It, it was, yeah. was, but I, I was yeah. like, I was like, good on him. You know, he's getting it. He, getting it, he goes, I heard him. We were walking out together. He goes, yeah, it's been a great tour, mate. We're just walking out through the venue together. It was when yeah. at the end of the thing, I just randomly was walking out with my bag to our bus, and he was walking out, and he was just, um, his tour manager was with him. Uh, he just ducked and said, yeah, can I get two cheeseburgers for the limo to go? Thanks. And I was like, dude, that's, uh, I want to get to that stage. Yeah. I just want to get the cheeseburgers after <laughs> the, the gig yeah. and just in the limo sort of thing. I was like, that sounds great. And then, yeah. um, But he was really cool. Like He's just like, thanks, guys, doing the tour. You guys rock and all that sort of stuff. And it was cool to, um, look, all of the moments that we've met people like that. We, we briefly met Metallica mm-hmm. um, before they went on stage in, uh, it was a German show, and just just meeting them things like that like those yeah. pinch me moments and they're not rock star rock stars you know what I mean mm. like they're down to earth yeah like it doesn't strip away anything that you sort of believe in them or anything like that you're like still holy fuck it's Hetfield you know yeah. like, he just said g'day to me yeah like that's crazy yeah you know <laughs> and stuff like that but then but it's you just brings you down in a, like into a moment of reality mm-hmm. where it's um but and it's those little things that you know it's 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 they're the like apart from playing to the crowds and meeting the crowds and, and playing those shows is then meeting the people that you respect the people that got you into this shit the, mm-hmm. the gods or whatever you want to call them is being able to eyeball them one on one fucking shake a hand yeah and they say something good or just say g'day yeah it's just it's like you it's, don't even have to have a full on kind it's just like no it's just it's it's like a it's just like it's a little bit of a baton thing yeah where you pass the sort of like no it's it, we're doing the right thing. I know everyone in our fucking hometown where we come from thought we were fucking crazy and stupid and yeah. most of the people in Australia don't really love the band that much. But to see people like that and yeah. meet them and then them give you the pat on the back, that's all that matters. Yeah. And then of course the crowd. Yeah. They're the, they're the ones that don't lie as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, well, on the same note, like same thing, you guys, tons of your songs have been used in, in the media, movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, uh, video games, Lots of video games. Um, yeah. The music's kind of perfect for things like NHL. Cobra Kai now. Yeah, Cobra Kai, yeah. Is what are, some of my favorites were, I love that uh, Stand Up for Rock and Roll was used yep. as the theme for the 2008 WWE Royal Rumble. It was. Yeah. And the other one I loved that I thought was hilarious was Live It Up was used as a theme song for a roller coaster. Yeah. In, uh, the Six Full Throttle. Yeah. Six, Six Flags. Flags. Yeah. What, they, I had to re-edit some of the lyrics. Did you? Yeah, because okay. they didn't like Hellraiser or something like that because it was a bit Christian or something. So they had to change some things. Like uh, I can't remember what I, what I had to change it to, but there was someone I was like, 
that's not that bad of a word, but it was fun. But, you know, we still had to do. We had to make the roller coaster safe version because it was yeah. kids and yeah and stuff. But we went on so the did roller they coaster. They play it on like where, where where does it play? Like when you're in line? Or oh yeah, what? like we or went there. Just... We went there and it yeah. was playing. They said we want you to test out the roller coaster. And we said, yeah. what do you mean test it? You haven't fucking ran the thing yet. <laughs> we're like, okay. Yeah. Like no, they're like it's safe. Like you know, people you know, people that will be riding it aren't coming in for the next month or so. Yeah, yeah. We're like, so you tested the roller coaster. Yeah. So I remember going on a freak and I thought I was going to die. Like, yeah. But our song's playing, so but it was playing in the line. Well, at least if you die, you die to yeah. your music. You know? Yeah, it was, it was playing in the line and some parts when you go through the loop, you could hear it and you stuff could, yeah, like okay. that. And they had little PAs set up around it and stuff. I thought it was pretty funny. That is pretty cool. There's one at Universal Studios that literally has speakers in, in your head. seat. And you actually choose a song ahead oh, of wow. I don't know how they... They edit the songs in a certain way too, but the the roller coaster goes with the the wow. music. So like, like the build up is as you're like going up the oh the, wow uh, the crank or whatever, and then when you drop is like the drop in the song. Jeez. And there's also like twenty songs to choose from. Wow, and cool. It's really cool. It's really cool. But uh, so that's kind of what it made me made me think of. Yep. Um, but was there, is there anything that you ever got the most excited for like oh my gosh can't believe my my song's playing to be honest um like yeah some of the wrestling ones were cool uh, yeah and things like that wwe was great to do that yeah because that's that's right up you know it really works we even did a song for one of the one of the wrestlers He's you did like, one for someone yeah okay. kennedy oh Ken kennedy or yeah something yeah like that. um but no the, the, probably the most exciting i guess i mean we've been in a lot of films like we were in bad mums Okay. Like, things like that, like seeing Mila Kunis drive around. Yeah, yeah. Your song playing is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you guys actually there? No, okay. just, they just okay. used the song. But when you're watching, I didn't even know that they were using the song because yeah. these requests come in on an email. We say, yeah, and then it happens like a year or two later. Right. I was just I was watching it with my missus and it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't forget about that one. But um, no, Cobra Kai has probably been the most exciting because it's been the number one show on Netflix running for a long time. Uh, it happened during the pandemic when mm -hmm. we couldn't do anything, Dude, yeah. no bands could really do anything. And it sort of just got our name and kept us kept us vibrant or something yeah. during that time. And to be able to watch, like I'm a big Karate Kid fan when I was a kid, from the 80, I'm an 80s kid, you know, so I grew up fucking trying to be um, the Karate Kid doing the fucking kicks and shit, but yeah. I always loved Johnny Williams Zabka, Z Zabka? Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the dude who plays him and the first episode where he wakes up with his head on the floor he's got the beer cans everywhere I was like fuck this show's going to be great Yeah, this is going to be so cool that they're bringing this back the original dudes and they're such good actors at doing themselves as they were there now Yeah, and the show always has so much 80s like uh, D. Snyder was on an episode and mm -hmm. like it's just to me it's been that's Cobra Kai's probably been the most exciting because it's just we've got three songs in the show mm -hmm. before the thing had even come out when it was only on YouTube we had back in the game on the the main advertisement for the entire show. Sure, yeah. So it just feels like we've been really sort of accepted and involved in that yeah, one. Yeah. So that's, that one feels really good. And I love watching the actors kick ass to win one of our to songs. To one of your songs, yeah. The, the one I saw recently, I haven't seen the latest season yet, but I've got it saved in my bunk to watch. Yeah. Because they're going to use Running Wild on that one. Really? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. But the last one they use, I think, Live It Up, when Johnny takes... Uh, takes it's Ralph what Ralph Ma what's Ralph Ma Machia. Yeah, Machia. Yeah. To do a, like a training course the way Johnny does it. Yeah. And it's like it's got our song I think it's breaking out of hell. Yeah. And he's doing this to that and it was just like that's cool. Yeah, it's almost like your own Rocky moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that one scene yeah. 
Yeah. Is better than like all the videos we shot <laughs> for the band other than the Lemmy one. Other than the Lemmy one. one. Nothing's going to be like... So if we involve actors or yeah. we involve real legitimate people, <laughs> like then the, then the, the thing goes well. Uh, I only got a few more minutes. Of you. Okay. So there's a couple other things. I, I I heard that you started playing guitar when you were 11 years old. Yeah. Do you remember the very first song you ever learned to play? The first song I learned to play, well, it would have been Smoke on the Water or TNT. Gotcha. Okay. Cause, I, I guess it was maybe an ACDC song. Yeah. But... It, it was as most likely. I remember, I remember TNT because it was, um, but it wasn't. It was. Do you know Let There Be Rock? There's a. Yeah. Okay. The live version with the. There's a live version where yeah. it's just an A bit, dun 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 It goes on for about, it's why Angus goes out the crowd and does a solo. That's yeah. the first thing I learned to play. Okay. Was that A chord rhythm. Yeah. Dun 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 you dun. And you bring it up and you bring it down, bring it up and bring it down. Because the way Malcolm would play it up and down. Yeah. And I used to take the speakers, the PA, and then I would put it through a PA so it was loud. Put it on one side so it was only Malcolm Young's side. Oh, That's okay. how I learned. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Angus stuff or things like that, I didn't even go to solos yeah. or, or like, you know, BB King and things like Chuck Berry and stuff. I didn't even go there. I just wanted to be yeah. rhythm guitar first, I thought. Like, I didn't even think, I just, mm-hmm. that's what made me happy. But if I think back, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because it's like, you it's, probably the, played it's the, the concrete that, right? fundamental to playing rock and roll guitar isn't right. to play a million notes a minute, it's to no. fucking hold the rhythm. Yep. Um, you probably drove your parents crazy with the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the neighbours. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, the first riff I learned was uh, Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I probably drove my, probably drove my mom. That's crazy. a cool one. Yeah, it was pretty, you know, easy but fun, you know. Yeah. yeah it was a cool one. Um, and the other thing I want to ask, being a pure rock and roll band yourself, what are some, for people listening, Airborne fans, what are some of the bands that you listen to now? Oh, yeah. now, okay. Um, listen to now. It's all the older ones. Um, like... I mean, there's the the bands I listen to are the same bands I've always listened to, but okay, you know, you you got a lot of THC in Canada that's legal. So I've been getting into that since we've been here and okay. going on some sort of musical journeys. Yeah, yeah. And the Who is where I've been jumping back into the Who. Yeah. Um, in particular, their, the the Who's next album. Yeah. And uh, I can actually tell you, actually, this this gives it up. this will tell you who I've been listening to because I only really listen to music when I'm stoned. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, here, so you can see if we go to your library. All right. Oh yeah. So we've been doing a bit of Steppenwolf, a bit of Skullduggery. <laughs> we've been getting into Steve Miller, greatest hits okay. in 1974 to 78. Um, we've been listening to. Do you guys oh, listen to as a band? Oh. Do you guys listen to music as a band? Oh no, I mean just in my tool, yeah, okay. in, in my bunk, like just yeah. headphones on. Um. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> are you a fan of, say, like, uh, Greta Van Fleet? Or... I think what they're doing is great. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think just playing, you know, just fucking four-piece rock and roll is yeah. great. And I think we've noticed that more bands are doing that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, when we started, it was like, there was, like, Jet and Wolf Mother from Australia were yeah. around. They don't seem to be as round as much anymore. And we noticed, like, just only from an Australian point oh, of view. the first Wolf Mother album. Yeah, was so good. Yeah. mega album. Huge, yeah, huge. huge. Was it big? I imagine it was, it was huge. Ginormous. Yeah. I, I saw them in that tour. Yep. Uh, I think it was in high school still. Yep. I can't remember. It was six, maybe that was. Yep. Guinea University. And it was the last show on the tour. Right. And they destroyed the yeah. stage afterwards. Uh-huh. My buddy got hit by a guitar pedal that, uh, what's that oh, wow. name? Uh, Stock, Stock. Stockdale? Yeah, yeah. He threw it. Andrew Stockdale. my buddy in the head. <laughs> yeah, like, like, and so... 
the guitar bands were around, yeah. you know, and um, I don't know, I mean, like, Buck Cherry was a bit later, a bit mm. early before then, but they were still touring. Yeah, yeah. And there hasn't been a lot of guitar bands mm. like that around. There's some around, like, there's a band Dirty Honey from this way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, and there's um, and bands like that. Um, but, yeah, when Greta Van Fleet came out, it was like, cool, that's, they're playing guitars finally. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of bands doing it. It's either yeah. this kind of acoustic, hippie shit, and it's mm. like, I mean, like, can we rock again? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, all the older ones aren't, going to be around forever right rockers need to step up you know mm -hmm. rockers have got to step back up and play rock and roll again yeah. otherwise it's not going to be yeah, so I saw Greta Van Fleet a month ago or something okay. they played here and phenomenal live and they do like you know if uh, they play in two hours they play like ten songs because like each song's like jam jam song 10, yeah, 15 yeah. minutes you know yeah, like yeah. just six minute guitar solos on every song yeah. but same thing they had an opener too it's um, have you ever heard of the Pretty Reckless they're a great band. Great band. And also guitar, yeah, very guitar heavy, yeah. That's really a lot cool of, band, they're yeah. a good band. Yeah, they, was, they were playing together. It was a really good, like, if you want a rock and roll show, that was... Yeah. yeah. No, they're great. Where are they from? Pretty, are they from Canada? No, no, they're American, I think. Okay. So the, the singer was, uh, the, the fun the singer, Taylor Momsen, she, I always remember she played Cindy Lou Who in the, in like the Grinch Stole Christmas Oh, oh right, like, wow. Jim Carrey, yeah. Oh, Jim like, Carrey. She was like Jim Carrey's Canadian, right? He is Canadian, yeah. Have you ever met him? No, I wish. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's you got to get him on your podcast. That's a bucket list one. Right get him there. on your podcast. Yeah, you I know. heard he's just like done, done now. I heard he's not gonna even make movies anymore. But he's done. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Anyways, but oh, man, I was hoping for another race, Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, that, that would make Pet I think Detective everybody free. in this country happy. Jimmy, the biggest movie in the world. Oh, yeah, those two. Dwayne Johnson might have to just. He's, he's been the blockbuster king, yeah, yeah. but he might have taken a little just for, side for Ace. You know what? If Jim Carrey would come out of retirement for Ace Ventura three, I think this whole country would rejoice. I think it would be. I think yeah, it'd be the biggest thing ever. Yeah, it'd be bigger than going on the moon. It'd be like it's, fuck, America can have the oh, moon. We got Jim Carrey. Doing it's it. so funny too, because like I have I have a lot of younger cousins, and I remember talking to them once about Ace Ventura, and they had no idea what I was talking oh, about. Fuck. So, you watch so that when you're stoned. Watch uh, when you're a kid, you watch it, and all those shifts you remember, or even the cable guy. Yeah. And you watch yeah. this shit. Yeah. Like you get, you know, you go to the THC shop, and you come back and you watch this, and it's just like, this is the greatest adventure <laughs> of my life, and it's so fucking funny. All yeah, these. It's so. He moves so quick. Physical comedy is like yeah. unmatched. There is yeah. micro physical comedy that he's doing that you don't yeah. even pick up when you're a kid. And you watch it now and go, he just did that. And like, yeah. that, I'm pretty sure that wasn't even meant to be a funny thing, but it was like a split second. Yeah. Because you're so focused on watching it now. You're like, this is amazing. It was, I think He's ahead of his time. Like, it's like Robin Williams. When Robin Williams was doing thing, Robin yes. Williams on the fucking, on, when he goes on those tangents and he goes on those sort of, like almost, it's like a rant or a focus thing, but it's, he's acting and it's doing his thing. It's just all his live shows. Yeah. It's just unbeatable. Yeah, absolutely. I think adventure. it was, my cousin, I think we were, I was helping him with something in his room and he had a slinky and I started singing that song from the movie like yeah. slinky slinky everybody loves it and he was like what are you doing and I was like Ace Ventura Ace obviously, Ventura. obviously. obviously. Like, yeah and uh, he was like what's that wow like, yeah I know I know uh, okay last thing then before we wrap up just because I read this somewhere and I was, was curious about it I read that there's somewhere out there's an EP that you put out in 04 called Ready to Rock. Yes. That was only sold at live gigs and is now considered like a collector's item. Yeah. Tell me about that EP. I, okay, so, so okay, that's why I guess you get the 2003, 20, 20 Right, yeah, yeah. Um, no, we recorded that in Melbourne 
and um, we didn't sign, we weren't signed to a record label at the time. Mm -hmm. So, and because it was never on a catalogue, and because it was never on any list for publishing or anything else, it's, it's only owned by us. We, it was like you know pocket money and shit that we saved up yeah. to go record this thing, and um, so it's it. We only sold it live shows. It was putting fuel in the tank to drive from Melbourne, Sydney to buy guitar strings. It was the thing that we could sell for ten bucks, yeah. and fucking there it was, and and it's just is what it is. It's just like I don't even sing like I'm singing really low on that record and stuff like that, but it's um it was the band at its first inception into anything. Yeah, and um but it's it's it we <laughs> we did it. In Do five, you still have any copies? Five of days, it? yeah, yeah. You do? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, and um and on the back of it, here's a little story for it. We can finish on. Yeah. Um, we put. We took the back of Back in Black, right? Okay. And on there it said EMI in a certain logo, and on yeah. the other side it said Albert's Records, which is an Australian company, because okay. it was an Australian version of Back in Black. Over here it might say something like Sony or Epic or whatever, yeah. but it was the record label's two-squared logo. So there was the publishing house, and then there was the record label. Mm -hmm. So we made up, we took the back cover of Back in Black, and, and, look, and also the Metallica Black album, and yeah. really they kind of looked pretty similar. So we just said, well, when we print this thing, we're gonna copy that. So yeah. we even copied the font <laughs> and we copied the way the logo looked. We made up a new company. One was called Sick Kitty Productions. It was the Albert's one. And then the other one was Field Man. Yeah. Cause Field Man, and we made it look like the MI logo. <laughs> and in a square box, it yeah. was like FM, field with small yield and man. Yeah. It looked like the MI thing. And the reason why we called it Field Man is because that's the only way we could go out and sell our record was to go out in the field and be a field man yeah. to sell your, your, you know, like your EPK or whatever the fuck, you know, your bio. We take yeah. it into a venue and can we play here, you know, your, your bit of paper inside the plastic folder with the CD, yeah. Field Man. So that was that. And then and that's what we had to do as a band to go and make our band work. Uh, and then, <laughs> so then we, we, put, we, we printed it, we got it. The cover was was hand drawn on St Patrick's Day by I used to work at the Hotel Warnable, a very drunk customer. <laughs> um, I forget his name. It might come to me, but anyway, so he drew that on a, on a coaster, and we said that's the album cover. That's fucking great. Amazing. And it was over St Patrick's Day. He was just working away. I go, what are you doing there? He goes, I'm drawing you an album cover. I was like, no way. And then he goes, oh, shit, fuck, that looks amazing. He did it with pen. Yeah. He was more pissed and pissed as he got through it. And then <laughs> he, he said, look, I, I have to draw you a better one. And so he drew us what he thought was a better one, and it wasn't. We yeah. went with the coaster. So we took <laughs> the beer coaster down to the CD printing shop, and they're like, we can't fit that in the machine. Yeah. So we'll, like, sure you can, just figure it out. And then yeah. they did. They just jammed it really close, and yeah. there's the beer coaster with Guinness stains on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, and then so we put it on, and then it was done. We printed out all the lyrics, and all the... Because it was us doing the lyrics, so the spell check was fucked. Like it was an old computer, you know. So that we had to. So there's two versions of this yeah. thing too. Yeah. There's, the, there's the thing that people don't really know yet is there's the collector's version, then there's the spelt wrong the version, version, which yeah. is only about probably 50 copies of that. Okay. The whole so it's the collector's collector. It's, it's the mega. So then, but then at the time, because we had this thing that we were selling, Mushroom Records, which is the biggest record label in Australia, um, which is now the biggest touring company in Australia as well, uh, the two are Ed Sheeran, fucking Bruce Springsteen, Rolling yeah. Stones, these are the big guns. We had them chasing us around, but what we didn't know is before they even spoke to us, they had the CD and they were trying to find who yeah. Sick Kitty Productions was and who Field Man is because <laughs> they wanted to poach us from those labels that yeah. they thought existed. Oh, and so they were like chasing, the, we, and then eventually we met them and they go, 
was like, yeah, we want to have this meeting and stuff. You know, took us out the most uh, expensive restaurant in, in Melbourne and stuff. And, and they're like, look, we have to ask you a question though, because obviously you're already signed to someone and we're going to have to deal with that. So we go, what do you mean? We go, well, this um, field man and this, this sick kitty, we can't find these guys. Like, who are you signed to? And we go, and we made that up. We go, you what? We go, the manpower that we've spent on this, you're fucking joking. And like, this is the boss. It was Michael Gudinski. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, um, he goes, it's fucking illegal. You can't run around with a fake company, with two fake companies and doing this. You can't do that. But he goes, I admire that. Yeah. I admire what you did because you got our whole company chasing people that don't exist. You got, you made us pay attention. So I admire that. That's good. Good job. Yeah. But that's fucking illegal. We need to change that. Sign to us. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. What a, that's amazing. Thank, yeah. thank you, Joel. That's, no worries. Uh, this has been a great episode. Honestly, oh, good. I really enjoyed some great stories and uh, talk about some great music and to me nothing's better than that. Nothing's better than that. Appreciate the chat, mate. The Adamantium. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.